Time to talk about the best team in L.A. And no, I'm not talking about those Lakers. Okay, no, sir. Steve Ballmer and the red, white, and blue got something cooking down in southern L.A. The newest, latest acquisition, John Wall joining the clan. 20-7, and seven, this man averaged over 40 games in Houston. Don't forget to like, subscribe, turn on post notifications. Without further ado, let's get into the video. I got what you love. I am your plug. Man, if there's any other way to revive your career, you know what I mean? Especially if you're John Wall, it's going to a championship contender. And, you know, I think he's the piece to put him over the top. Shouts out Steve Ballmer, man. The, the work he's been able to do with this team since he's bought the franchise, you know what I'm saying? From uh, one of the lowlifes, really, of this planet, you know what I'm saying? I'm sending shots, you know? Um, with all that being said, what he's been able to do to turn this franchise around, the love, the passion, the Ballmer dances at the game, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Obviously, you know, the players are number one, right? But without an owner willing to, you know, turn this franchise around, it would have been a very different Clippers team we would have seen right now. So, shouts out to Steve Ballmer, man. He's really made Big this Clippers facts. organization respectable. Those are well-deserved shouts because as much of a cheese ball as Steve Ballmer is, <laughs> the pockets are deep. And the enthusiasm is just as deep because he, he really is bleeding with this squad. He's doing great things for the local community. I saw he just announced he, he did 300 basketball courts for local low-impacted communities in L.A. Wow. Like, that's dope. Stuff like that um, you got to love. So he's immersed himself in that L.A. culture, that L.A. Clipper fan base. It's only right. They have a team that matches their owner. And, and that's <laughs> what they got because this roster is stacked, man. We're talking about the best wing crop in the league. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, take a step to the side. <laughs> this is it. And if you just start with the uh, the two heads to this two-headed monster, right? Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. You could really just stop right there talking about that type of conversation, right? But as you get into the deepness of the roster and the type of prototype... You can tell that this management staff, this coaching staff has really gone after a specific type of player. Very long, very athletic, versatile players who can shoot the ball and also play defense. I mean, look at this roster. You have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, John Wall, Norman Powell, Luke Kennard, Reggie Jackson, Robert Covington, Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris, and the big man, Ivica Zubac, to, to wrap it up, man. And if you look at this team, man, this is one of the most versatile teams in the league today right they don't have to make any other moves and this team i believe could contend for a championship and i'm getting a little ahead of myself but that's that's yeah, that's how i feel I'm, about I'm it. right there with you and it's it's because of that wing crop that's what makes them so versatile they've got let's just talk about the wings robert covington 45 percent from dreams last year seven two wings one brandon boston jr 20 year old i'm very high on Played down in L.A. in high school with Bronny James, Z. Wade. He showed flashes, 7-1 wingspan. Luke Kennard, <laughs> career 43% shooter. Norman Powell, 6-11 wingspan. Averaged 20 points per game last year. Marcus Morris, an enforcer. Terrence Mann, who's shown flashes again, had 39 in that closeout game versus Utah a couple years ago. Rodney Hood. And then you said the big dogs, who are going to be healthy, which is a big thing, man. Kawhi coming back from knee surgery. PG starting the season healthy after missing about 50 games because of a shoulder injury or an elbow injury. It's big, man. That's the only thing that's really stood in the Clippers' way. We're three or two years into this Kawhi and PG experiment, and they haven't yet hit their potential. But you know they're going to. There's going to be a year when they stay healthy, and why not 2023? 
A hundred percent, man. And, and I think you said it. It's really important to mention that this this duo hasn't really had an opportunity to showcase their their full talent. They have had no chance really to play together besides that first season where, again, Kawhi was in and out of injury. And, and let's not forget, right, that Lakers bubble championship was to be the Clippers, right? At the beginning of that season, that's the team we were talking about. There were two huge big dogs in Los Angeles. You know, probably the first time since the Kobe and Chris Paul era, you know, in their respective franchises, right? Now, a player that we haven't really gone into detail yet, John Wall. You know what I'm saying? You throw him into the mix, boy, now do you have a different team completely. I think a much better team, if you ask me. Yeah, probably going to be one of the most underrated ones for sure. As we know, the buyout was cleared, and then he made his way to L.A. to play for the Clippers. 20-7 and seven last year. 20-7, and seven, guys. I, now, a lot of those games were losses. He played for that 19-game losing streak that happened down in Houston, but you, you can't put that all on him. Um, yeah. John Wall is finally free. That, that deserves a celebration alone, but <laughs> it's going to be good to see him get loose with an actual competitor, an actual threat. Um, and he was between LA, the both LA teams, at least reportedly, Lakers and Clippers. I think he made the right choice, right? You, he was going to clash with Russell Westbrook. Russell's in a contract year. He's not going to want to share point guard duties. But sure. Reggie Jackson has come off the bench, even though he was a 16-point-per-game guy last year. It really was his team since the big dogs were hurt. He can comfortably slot back into a bench role and still be productive for you guys. No doubt. Um, he can even come in as a sixth man type of role uh, and be able to do those kind of things. And you mentioned it. Uh, I think John Wall has made the right decision. They're trying to step away from, you know, a player or player type such as Russell Westbrook. And I think you get John Wall. That's kind of more of the same in an already clogged, you know, uh, backcourt that's supposed to be sharing ball handling duties with, you know, LeBron James, who's probably going to do a majority of that. I think he made the best decision he could have made. Um, and you mentioned it. I'm happy for John Wall. You said it. He's finally free. This is the first time in his career he's actually been on a contender. Uh, I believe he's healthy. You know, he's not going to be shouldering the load by himself. He should and be I healthy shit, man. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> been a, a minute. It's been a minute. With everything that's happened in his career, he's willing to step down to a third option behind Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And to have John Wall as your third option, even at this stage in his career, I think there's there are much worse positions to be in. So, shouts out yeah. to the Clippers, man. Shouts out to them. And an underrated part of John Wall's game is his passing ability. He is one of the top 10 playmakers in the NBA when it comes to dishing the rock. And that's something that people have lost sight of. But like for those that maybe sleep on John Wall, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised next year by how much he has in the tank. I like the Derrick Rose comparison because they had crazy peaks, um, dealt with injuries. And now Derrick Rose has shown he had the ability to become a better shooter figure out how to finish without jumping over everyone. John Wall has the opportunity to do that now. The other thing, before the reports of John Wall joining the Clippers came out, title odds were plus 750 for the Clippers next year. After those reports came out, those odds shifted big time to plus 650, with some sportsbooks having them as the same odds as the Celtics to get to the finals. So wow. that shows you. That shows you there's a lot of faith in what John Wall has and can bring to this team. And don't forget, that's with the Warriors, right, being in the, on their way to the finals, you know, the uh, defending champions. So I think that speaks a lot to how this roster looks on paper, um, to the experience and the level of the guys that they've acquired and how they're put together. 
This Clippers team is going to be fun to watch. They're going to give a lot of teams hell next year. They're going to be very, very difficult to guard because their only real center is Ivac. Uh, I'm not even going to say his first name. Ivisa. Zubac. Ivisa. Yep. There we go. Zubac. You know what I mean? They can run small. Marcus Morris is an enforcer at the 5-4. Robert Covington at the 3-4. You know Kawhi and PG are going to be there making an impact. It's It's a real devilish lineup they can throw. At the Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, you said it, Ty. And I think, you know, it's very important. We kind of talked about what this team like looks on paper. So let's let's really put some predictions out there, man. Um, So let's say assume healthy. Playoff right. P comes get back. 70 and, games out of both of Kawhi and PG. Let's assume. That. Yes, yes. So let's start with what you think the worst case scenario is for them, how they finish. And let's, then we'll t- go into best case scenario. Worst case scenario with 70 games from both of them yeah is a second round exit they are a top four seed with a healthy pg and Kawhi. uh because you can see memphis maybe doing it again golden state but they're okay that's top two and then they're right in the mix with three four right that's the bottom for me i don't see it getting any worse than a top four seed and a second round exit with a healthy Kawhi and Paul George. What about you? Okay. Um, I'm with you there. Um, I don't see, like you said, this team finishing lower than fourth. Uh, I really see them finishing in the top three and really just two behind the Golden State Warriors, if even that. So that really all depends. You know what I mean? Um, with all that being said, yeah, I think worst case scenario, I can't see them losing in the first round, uh, especially with home court advantage. So I think the worst case scenario for them, the second round exit to a very competitive fiery team it could be the mavericks could be potentially the warriors you never know depending on seeding that kind of thing if they're the one two obviously not right but with all that being said though i think that's worst case scenario now obviously i think best case scenario is probably straightforward for the both of us but give me a little bit of thoughts yeah the the best case scenario for clipper nation is Kawhi gets his third championship paul george gets his first <laughs> Steve Ballmer's going crazy with the Larry O'Brien in Staples. That that is the ceiling. They can definitely do it. Um, like we said, the versatility is a big reason why the peak of Kawhi powers, the peak of Paul George powers are two top ten players. Um and then you got other guys that can develop. Brandon Boston's gonna have a couple thirty point games in the regular season. Norman Powell's gonna have a good season. Uh Terrence Mann, you never know if he can take another step. He's gotten better every year. So 100%. there is a lot of potential. There's a there's a couple different ways you could see them getting where they want to get, and that's in the finals at the end of the year. Okay, 100% with you. You know, you're not going to get any disagreement, disagreement from me there. So I got to ask you then. I asked those questions for a very specific reason. Yep. Is this season for the Clippers championship or bust? If they lose, is it considered a failure for them? Or you think that all depends on how the season plays out? No, it's not championship or bust. It's probably like a level down from that just because of what's happened lately. And I think you get a healthy year out of those two guys and you get to compete deep into the Western Conference, make the conference finals, and Clippers fans can be happy about that, right? This is a franchise that hasn't seen enough success (laughs) to be championship or bust. You're, you're damn right about that. Um, the only success this team has ever really seen are those CP3, Blake Griffin, and DeAndre Jordan days. The rest of the franchise's history is absolutely abysmal. So uh, we say all that to say this. 
you're 100% right. Um, you know, I don't think that the pressure is on, as, even as much as it was two seasons ago. You know, they took some of the backlash. They played through the injuries, the, the inconsistency from a lot of their guys, whatever you want to call it. And they're here. And, yeah. and I think they're going to make an impact this season. No doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, for us, are obviously pretty high on these Clippers. If we said the worst case is a second round exit, and we can see them excelling all the way to a finals. I think another reason on that, the only one that we haven't touched on, is Ty Lue. I think he is undoubtedly top eight coach in the NBA. I'd put him, in, I have him in my top five, like right on the cusp, he's five, but he's in my top five. Uh, the X's and O's, the, the, the personality management, um, the experience he's got leading LeBron, LeBron. Yeah. And not, he wasn't just going along for the ride. There's the iconic story of him calling LeBron out in game four or five of the NBA finals saying he needs more. And I think if you can do that to LeBron, you can do that to anyone. So, yeah. And um, again, again, I think having LeBron on your team overshadows your ability as a coach, right? Because a lot of people aren't going to give you sometimes that credit that you deserve. But uh, I think it's important that you mention that. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to sit here and tell you Ty Lue wasn't was 100% locked in the entire time. There was some Steve Nash moments where he was out there giving some daps and some hugs. But for the most part, no, I think with that LeBron-led team, he was really able to put the league on notice and let them know, like, I'm a guy as a coach who's going to... I've been in this position before. You could be LeBron. You could be MJ. You could be AI stepping over me. But I'm going to go at you the same exact way. So, you know, I think he really earned his respect as a coach. And you mentioned there's undoubtedly a top eight coach in the league. So, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, his ability to make adjustments. And he, he again, this is something I don't like about Steve Nash is... With with C, with Ty Lue, you get a style. You have a coaching style, an imprint, something you can, you know, he hangs his hat on. Steve Nash, True. I feel like there's nothing there, um, but Ty Lue is really the hunt matchups guy. He was figuring out a way to get Steph on LeBron consistently, but yeah. that was the only thing Kerr didn't want to happen. Uh, like like that and what I said before with the with the up um, updates adjustments is it's it's two big factors when you get to playoff basketball and you're playing the same team over and over and over that make a really difference a hundred percent a hundred percent you said it uh shout out to Ty Lue man you know what I'm saying really able to you know make the baby face assassin uncomfortable in that championship <laughs> series right so you know uh shouts out. I think he's going to be an important part of this Clippers team going forward and you know you mentioned his adjustments his ability to manage personalities is going to be very important with a team like this, you know what I mean? you got the Paul Georges and the Reggie Jacksons and the John Walls. Uh, Kawhi's going to give you a lot of help on that front. You know what I mean? Shouts out to Greg Popovich on that one. But with all that being said, yeah, I think Ty Lue is going to have a big impact with this roster. And this team in general is going to be making a splash this yeah. season in the league. So. The, the one critique, because I love their roster construction. Uh, maybe they'll have some holes that pop up through the injury or something that I, we didn't foresee. But I love their roster construction. The one threat, and I'm not sure how much I believe in it, but the leadership. You, you look down that roster, 1 through 15, and I don't know if they have a true leader. In the way, you know you know, Kawhi is going to get his numbers. You know PG is going to get their numbers. Neither of them are real leaders. bring the guys in type guys and, and in Toronto they had a Kyle Lowry to assume that role even if he wasn't the best player is that something that the Clippers are missing 
I laugh because if you look down this roster, right, the person who's probably the most that guy is Marcus Morris. And I don't know if Marcus Morris is the guy that you necessarily want leading your squad into battle, you know, <laughs> uh, especially off the bench, right? He so. might lead you in and lead you out with two technical fouls very quickly. But um, <laughs> that is You're a good not call. wrong about that one. That yeah, is a good yeah. call. He is probably the one that assumes that role. Is that for the best? I don't, I'm not sure if, if, if we uh, think that's the case. Um, I think John Wall has the ability to do that. I think Paul Ooh, George has – John Wall really can do that. You know, he was that guy in Washington. He was. Um, he even tried doing it with those young cats in Houston. There's times where, he, you know, he riled up the band, you know what I'm saying, and uh, they were able to pull out a few surprising victories, you know what I mean, barring – 19 losses in a row and a lot of bad stuff, but John Wall was able to show how he's a veteran and how his leadership can impact the squad. So that's a guy I think can do that. Um, and on a side note real quick, we saw Paul George show shades of it in Indiana when they were playing against LeBron in those Eastern Conference Finals in back-to-back years. So it's not that he can't do it. It's just, is he back to being that Paul George where he's confident enough to say, come on, guys, let's go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point because he's definitely more of a leader in that sense than Kawhi, but not as much as like Marcus Smart is for the Celtics or Draymond is for the Warriors. 100%. Um, my final thought on this before I get final thoughts from you is just going back to that fit with John Wall and what, why I'm so confident it's going to be a good thing is this is a Clippers team that was third in the league in three-point percentage. Right, they can shoot. We just talked about all the guys, all those six eleven, seven foot wingspan uh, forwards they got that shot forty percent from three. And if there is a weakness in John Wall's game, that is it. So surrounding him with shooters, potentially in a small lineup with the Marcus Morris five, is ideal. <laughs> and it's just going to help that spacing, so you don't have a uh, Russell Westbrook spin cycle turnover machine entering the paint. You know, repeatedly. <laughs> Yeah, man, you said it, chef's kisses, and uh, although I do feel bad for every team in the league next year, because we know the Chicago Bulls are, about, Bulls are about to win their first championship since 1998. Oh, we do? Yeah, 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 come on, you know the vibes, bro. But oh, with that okay. being said, they're gonna the Clippers will be a close second. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, as a Bulls fan, you know, I gotta throw my, uh, throw my hat into the ring, so that's hey, my final thoughts, you know? I'm not hating it, but uh, I don't have the same confidence in my bunch. Leave that to another day as well. Um, as always, is that is that final thoughts? I'm just making sure. That's, that, my final thoughts are Bulls win a championship next year. Every year that they're in the league, I expect them to win a ring. Let's get it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As always, for us, let me know where to put that flavor. That'll do it for another episode, a YouTube video of the Hoop Plug Podcast. And as always, put some flavor in your ear. Peace.